talk with me and Sam. Roof talk with me and Sam. City women getting with it. Up high. <laughs> hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Sam. I'm Mia. And I'm Courtney. And we are back for Roof Talk episode eight. We have, um, we took a week off uh, just because <laughs> life has been a little crazy as of late, but we are back this We went to evening. the Yankees game. We went to a Yankees game. It was um, We ate many hot dogs and- And I we- screamed at some Yankees fans. <laughs> Oh, I have I have all of the videos of Yankee of Yankees fans like getting like berated by Mia, which is amazing because that's how I am at football games. So you know, um, you know, it was really ballsy of me to scream at Yankees fans in their stadium. Like that's pretty ballsy, but I did it. So I expect no nothing less from you. No shame. We're shameless people around here. Okay. <laughs> We um we have a very special guest this week. My friend Courtney Spears is joining us today. Oh, she's just the best. Ladies, I'm so excited. We literally go back to like 2008 uh, in high school. Wow. Sat next to each other in English class. Before high school, though, we like had connected a couple times. Like it was pre-high school. It was like middle school. Dance connection, dance conventions and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we go we go way back. Amazing. Oh. Yeah, Courtney's Courtney is like the most well-rounded, intelligent, smart, talented female entrepreneur I literally know, and I'm so thankful that she's my friend. Um so when we were making our guest list of like people that we wanted to have on the podcast, I was like, oh, well, we have to have Courtney because not only does Courtney do this, she also does this and she's also dabbling in this. And then she also does this. And then literally, I think the day after I like told Mia about you, Courtney, I got an email that you were now working at BSA. And I was like, of course, yes. of course, it's perfect. It's so Perfect. So I think like the best way to start this conversation, honestly, if you don't mind, Courtney, can you just like, like, if like, I was like, all right, about yourself, like, what are the biggest checkpoints? Can you just like talk a little bit about what you've been up to since we graduated high school? Oh my goodness. That's so hard. I love that. <laughs> I always get so comfortable. I'm like, oh gosh, wait, 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 wait. I'm talking about myself is hard. Also, I just have to put it out there that Sam has always been super cool like when we were in high school she was always like super cool and edgy even from, like before high school so the fact that i'm on like your podcast <laughs> kind of <laughs> little like you know seventh grade girl who knew the, the girl who like could just dance so i just have to give it that that shout out um, i'm dead i'm dead uh but no um i you know it's 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 funny how time flies and how things have happened and I actually just was um, thinking about high school and, you know, we went to an amazing place, um, Baltimore School of the Arts, that just kind of curated our love for what we do. And, you know, just being so scared of uh, what life was going to look like and if it was gonna look like what you wanted it to. And it's funny, I'm I'm super big on kind of my faith and connection with God and what I wanted to do. And it's just been a, a blessing ever since. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to do more than what I I thought I would just kind of walking in faith um, and just not trying to set limits but uh, post high school I moved to New York I graduated um, summa cum laude from the Ailey Fordham BFA program with a degree in with a BFA in dance and degree in communications and media studies I ended up joining Ailey 2 junior company of Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater I was a Princess Grace Award recipient, as well as the Shirley Hall Bass Award recipient, which is uh, Shirley Hall Bass was a wonderful Bahamian um, woman, entrepreneur, dancer who kind of opened a lot of doors for dance in the Bahamas. I um, completed Harvard Business School's crossover into business program. I joined the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater when uh, back in 2006. 17. I um, recently signed with Wilhelmina. 
I started um, an organization with my brother, Asa Carey, who's also a BSA graduate, um, Artsy Dance, about five years ago, where we basically bring dance education and entertainment to the promise. Um, this was a cool one. I, I was fortunate enough to dance with um, Jeremy McQueen, the Black Iris Project, and a really beautiful ballet, A Mother's Right. Um, that was just a, a, a dream to work with, and that got nominated for an Emmy, a New York Emmy, which was really cool. And um, I also moved into my the biggest thing this year is I moved into my first one bedroom, which is also <gasps> a thing. You know that that's a New York um, that moment. Is. Um, yes. That is, yeah, there she is. you know, it's, it's you know, uh, but I, uh, it's I. Sorry, listing things is so uncomfortable for me. I don't even want to, you no, know. No, keep going. No, no this is amazing. <laughs> it's so, um, but I, I just, I, I teach. I, I just, um, I've been big on uh, limits, and I've actually always felt very odd because I loved dance and I loved what I do. Um, dance has been my vessel. I always said that dance wanted, was given, I, you know, dance chose me so that I could reach more people, but dance was never my only love and or uh, end point. And I actually got really scared of that idea because I was dancing. I was in the company, you know, that I wanted to be in since I was a kid and got there and realized shortly that I needed more. Like I had all of this, this these other juices, like, flowing in my head like yes I want to dance but I also want to own my own business I also want to teach I also want to to I, I want to own my own things and and I wanted to write I also um was a co-author in a book that I recently got to to write a chapter in and I just always um wanted to have my hands in a lot of things and I never knew how that was going to happen or if it could happen and there's still so many things that I want to do that I feel like I have not done yet that I still have not done well enough but I'm just trying each day to just stay open and stay versatile so yeah sounds like you're doing a very good job of that it depends on the day y'all it depends on the day sure so hard on myself a lot of times you know a lot of it depends on on the day and some days they feel like they all align and some days I feel like what the hell am I doing like what is going on like I've pushed myself too far I've stretched myself too thin but sure I um it's fun and it's exciting and I just I'm trying to go each day as, as big as I can yeah I like you're just, you, I, I think my favorite thing about you and like one of the reasons that I feel like we've been able to maintain a connection for so long is because regardless of however you, whenever you may feel like you're pushing yourself too far or like running yourself empty sometimes, like, you know, like the people that are always doing all of the things that don't also balance their family and the people in their lives and like those other the other half of the equation that like makes you a fulfilled person I feel like Courtney you've always been really great about prioritizing like your faith and your family and like the people that you love like the second like you started artsy because of your fam like also because of your family in the Bahamas and like that was a way for you to bring yourself home more often mm -hmm. and you were bringing your friends and family to the Bahamas to teach these kids that you have known for a long time like you're really good at connecting people because you're really good at maintaining like relationships like active relationships with the people that you love um which I think is really important and powerful and something that I maybe wish I was a little bit better at um but but yeah, I think like I and like anytime I see Courtney, like it's literally like no time has passed. It is. Well, it's just, We're sitting next to each other in the classroom and I'd be like, all right, girl, so we don't need to listen to this. <laughs> what is going on? So and so just like. Just, like <laughs> oh, I, my that, God. That means so much because I am um, I've I'm I'm a big people person and I think I like to pretend that I'm like, oh, I like to be by myself. And I mean, I do live, you know. I, I don't have any roommates. I live by myself, but I, so I like to think I like to play off this, you know, I need my space, but I love people. I've always loved people. Um, I've always loved interacting with people. I feed off of people. I think everybody on earth is your teacher mm -hmm. and you can learn something from everybody. And so I just feel like I would meet people who I connected with and, you know, meet, knowing Sam now, meeting you, Mia, and, you know, there's something that I can pull. And 
from from both of you. And if I meet someone who I just don't connect with, I'm like, mm, you know what? I I learned something from that person too. You know, you can you take from all of it. But I um I've always been big on on connection. Like you know, my mom would tell me, I am a big uh, like I didn't like when dance would run into family things. Like I I remember mm. you know like if I got out when this when I was younger when you would do the studio things, I would leave rehearsal after being there from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., 5 p.m. And still be like, no, we said we were going over to aunt so-and-so's house later. Like, that's what we're going to do. I've, I've just, I, I like, I think one thing fed the other. And I, I'm big on giving things their space and knowing that I need to leave this here because I need some family time and I have to feed me and I can't pour from an empty cup and I can't pour from uh, not connecting with the people who are going to, love me regardless if I am successful or not, you know, and mm -hmm. so in. And honestly, I think I need it personally because none of it's easy. Nothing of it is, is, um, it's, it's not easy and you need people in your corner. Yeah. I wish the industry was better about that, like more conducive to family time. Cause it really does make you think like, okay, I have to choose between, <laughs> the birth of my niece or you know making this second call back and if i choose the birth of my niece then i must not care enough about my job and it's like well okay okay let's just get back to basics right it's hard i think we I, I think sometimes you know we've all been in a space and you have a let's say if it's a, a cousin's wedding and you have to call out of work for that because it's wedding. You have talked yourself through so many scenarios as to why you should not use mm -hmm. that personal day or use that sick day to go do something. And yes, I mean, we, and trust me, all of us have gotten to places in our lives where we've done this because we've made sacrifices and we've made um, choices. You know, I could, I didn't, I don't remember having sleepovers with all my friends when I was a kid on Friday. So I dance on Saturday or you missed you missed everything. I don't totally. remember that. I don't remember everyone going, oh my God, this part. And I was like, I had to go to bed because I had class until nine and then I have to be back at the studio at eight. Like I just didn't have the time. And so we understand sacrifice, but I think we're at an age, I mean, worked to a certain point where it's like, show up for your job. And when you're there, you'd be a hundred percent. But when you need to take the day to go just check on the people that you love, because I'm a firm believer that I love dance. I love this career, but that is not what's going to hold, you know, you at the end of the day, that's not what's going to be that during this pandemic, what we realized is what actually kept us going people. Yeah. And, and the, and the people behind the art form. And so you have to make sure that you give it your all and you have to, to be there, but also check on ones that you love because that's, um, those memories are, are what are also going to, to, to hold you and, and, and keep you feeling covered. Yeah. Totally. What have you, where have you been during the pandemic? What has your pandemic been like? Um, it really was strange. I was on tour and we got a call that we needed to leave. Like it was just like within the day, everything had changed. And literally right after we left, I went to my parents' house. My parents live in Florida and I didn't go back to New York for like four months. And my siblings were down there and my parents. So I honestly had a really different first go around with it. Mm -hmm. But I had this part of being actually really not motivated to dance. I kind of gave up dancing for a second. And that's really unlike me. Um, and I actually dove into a lot of other things that I had, a lot of other interests that I had, writing and um, and organizing and a lot of admin work and building artsy. And so I really kind of took off my dancing hat, which sounds kind of poetic right now, but in the time it was actually like I wasn't taking class. Like I wasn't, there was totally. nothing offered. I saw everybody, I did start doing um, artsy my brother the idea for us to start doing virtual classes so for the students i was good i could continue that but for me i i just couldn't i think i was like grieving i think i was grieving what we had and i just didn't i didn't i didn't take class for myself for a good amount of time and that's very like me 
I love to warm up. I love ballet class. I love the 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 ritual the ritual parts that go into to dancing. But I just I stopped. I just was like I can't do this. I don't I don't know what's going on. Which is normally not. I'm, I'm very much so glass half full. Go for a good quote to go with the day type of a person. And <laughs> it was it was hard. Um, but eventually, I just I, I I gave myself the time. And I actually be being big on family i was like i haven't lived with my parents this long since i was in high school never seen my dog my family dog every day to where like he knows me at this point i've never gotten to see like my mom go through this like i've never gotten to see my dad this often I never got to talk to people this much i've never gotten this much time back with people am i home for christmas i've been home for christmas in years am i home for thanksgiving and so i think i just shifted as like okay back to the family thing. I'm going to take this time to really just build and find what I need. And I will hopefully, and you know, Lord's willing, like get back to a world that that's familiar and that is what it is. But as of right now, I'm just going to enjoy moments that I have. And that's really hard to say um, when you knew that there was just so much, um, so much death and, 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 and so many things happening for so many other people that I just decided that if I was, you know, I really had a prayer one morning. I was like, if I'm still here while we are watching people just lose their loved ones day after day, I'm going to just cherish each day. Going to soak it up. Yeah. Look it up while I can. So. Yeah. And when did you come back to New York? I didn't come back to New York until the summer. So if it was March, I think when we all might have gone home, mm -hmm. I didn't get back to New York until that. let's say July, like, like maybe July, August, it was a second. Same. And, and that's I, when we came back too. that's when we came back. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember the first time, like, I mean, I had been in Florida, which is space and palm trees and breeze and sunshine. And then I took the subway. I, I, I remember like getting my apartment and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm terrified. Um, I, it was, it was also, I never saw myself being able to function outside of New York. It's like, oh, I mean, and I love New York. I've lived here, I think, almost eight years now. But I was like, oh, all right. So I love this city, but I also love what I do in this city. And so if I could do what I love in more places, like, can you be fine other places other than New York? So I had this whole I was looking up mortgages in the Florida area. I was like, does my one bedroom rent really buy me a three bedroom house? Like, do I really have to do this? Like, do I have to go back? <laughs> I know a lot of people who have been having that kind of come to Jesus moment with within themselves, which I think is fucking awesome and great. Like, you know, you, we're, what we do is hard enough. So if you can find some place where you really feel like you're more at home or like your quality of life is better for you, like absolutely do it. Like 100%. New York isn't for everybody. And also New York isn't for everybody always. Like you can have your time and your chapter in that city and be so, and be so in love with it. And then maybe the chapter's done and that's totally fine. Well, and I think it also goes in like, you know, prioritizing our career and how we kind of build our lists of things. We're told, especially when we're young and like very malleable, that like New York is the end all be all. If you want to be a commercial dancer, that's where you get your start. You'll get you'll get a job with a company maybe out of New York, but you got to go to New York first. And it's very much the same with musical theater. And I agree to a certain extent, but because we're fed that stuff at such a young age when our brains are so like sticky and they just pick everything up and retain it. Um, you know, there is like that moment when you're in like your like late twenties and you're like, wait, hold on. Do I, do I, do, do I need to be here? Like there have been a couple cities on tour that I've been on, like where we like stopped for a long time. Or even when I lived in Chicago, I was like, nobody told me, how clean it was here. Nobody told me that you could jump off a boat into the lake and you weren't going to come out with a third eye. Nobody told me how big the sidewalks were. So why did I not come live in Chicago? Yeah. yeah. And of course, I, of course, ended up leaving and coming back to New York. But it was it's interesting when you have those moments of being like, hold on, like the one track that I was setting myself on that I've been setting myself on since I was 12 years old, there might be forks in the road and it's not bad to take the other way. Like you can always find your way back to where you were going. Like, yeah. but Courtney, I like, I think 
you, Mia, and I are all very similar in this way. We're very headstrong and very charismatic. And like in high school for me, that meant like, you know, Courtney was a dance major at BSA. I got rejected from the dance department and all I had ever That's known. Just insane to me. Well, looking back, you know, looking back, it makes sense. And honestly, something in the air said, you actually need to do this other thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because all I ever knew was dance. But then I was like, well, wait, I want to do musical theater. So I should probably learn how to sing. Because at the time. <laughs> Which is the- both laughing, Mia, because we're both just shaking our heads like, and look at, and like, look I, at Right. <laughs> and look at you now. I mean, like, it is, it is so perfect, though, because now you're able to like be a Broadway dancer, but then also like play a lead role on Broadway. Like, it was just, thank you. But it was just funny because because I was like, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go here and I'm going to do this. And then like when that didn't work out for me, I was literally like, well, I want to be successful. So what do I need to do to be successful? And I didn't, you know, and I had a lot of, um, there was a lot of insecurity in my head of like, did I do the right thing? I don't know. Like this feels like I'm straying off a path that I set myself out on. I don't know. And now like, you know, I think my biggest blessing in life thus far, honestly, was that I went to our amazing high school for voice. That's like the best thing that could have ever happened to me because I kind of had a similar moment to to Courtney, what Courtney was just talking about in the pandemic where like I stopped taking class. When I got, when when someone said no to me for the first time in the dance world, um, of course it came from a different, re- like it, it was a reaction from a different thing than, you know, COVID-19. But I got rejection for the first time as a 14 year old who had already been professionally working. I was like, nothing's gonna stop me now. And then all of a sudden I had that first, that first Band-Aid rip off. And I was like, I don't wanna do this anymore. I had that moment where I was like, mm-hmm. I need to, I, I had sacrificed my childhood. I didn't have sleepovers. I didn't yep. go to dances. I, and I was like, and, and then I, and then I'm not good enough. So I stopped dancing for a while and that was really hard, but I was able to find my way back there because I wanted to, you know? Yeah. Cause it wasn't about the external validation or like, I think we all have to give ourselves some time to like take a step back from whatever we love to do because also what we love to do is our career and is our job that's a very hard thing to balance like anyone who's listening who is trying to make money with their passion it's just it's so hard it 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 changes day to day kind of like you were saying Courtney like it's a day-to-day process and sometimes we can be so hard on ourselves and Mm -hmm. so sometimes you don't you don't feel like you don't feel like dancing you don't feel like singing because it's a constant reminder of not booking that one job that you really wanted to book and you know Mm -hmm. but but then you find days when you have to dance or when you have to sing because you can't not and that's like what really reminds you oh I do love this and like booking a job isn't going to change that yeah you know one of my things I agree with that so much and something that I recently shared um I think I might have shared it on, on social media or on Instagram, but one of my biggest things that I found that changed me forever was realizing my puzzle piece, like where I fit, right? Because what we do is just so broad, it's just so big. And there's so many different versions of it. And it's a really hard job to have. We literally are our bodies, our minds. And I always say, like, people ask, well, how do you do it? I was like, I am what I do. So if I have, I can't just shut it off and sit at a desk or sit like if I'm having a bad day, that's going to reflect in my performance that is going to reflect like I have to feed everything because I, my art speaks to who I am and what I do for myself. You can tell, you can see when someone is belting on stage, you're like, oh, and I know that they've been sitting there just drinking tea. Like you can just, you can tell when people take care of themselves because it just shows their art form. And that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure because we always have to be in, not that we always have to be, but I think we've been conditioned to think that uh, life has to be going good for our art to be going good. And I've actually found that like when career feels great, like life is just, just going in spirals. And when life feels phenomenal, I'm like, I can't book work. And so (laughs) always this, this, this imbalance. And actually what I found that's helped me is when I started artsy, I almost wanted to say like, 
it took this pressure off of me to be this version of what I thought success was when I realized that I was actually only put on this earth to serve people. Like I was only put on this earth to continue to give back and circle everything that I know into Mm -hmm the next up and coming generation that took off this pressure because I was like, this is actually so not about me. That's what I was saying. Dance is my vessel. I view dance as my vessel to reach people and to change places where I can, because we can't change the world. We can change the place where our puzzle piece fits. And once that clicked for me, it took off this pressure of what job I had to book or what part I wanted, because I said, all I'm trying to do is just gather information so I can take it and give it and give it away. And once that clicked for me, it took off this idea of having to, I still had my own dreams, yes, but it took off this sense of pressure of um, having to, only having one idea of what success looked like. And so for me, it was, I always saw this as I have to have this job in order to do that. But I said, well, if you don't get this, then you can do this. And if you can't perform it, you can, you can still teach. And it just gave me this larger sense of perspective that was actually about people it was actually about feeding myself with the good and the bad but not feeding myself with this version of what I thought success looked like. I want to I want to talk about artsy more because I have a very distinct memory of when I went to the Bahamas to teach for Courtney um and like, of course, yeah, again, like, you know, beating a dead horse here. I've known Courtney for a really long time and I've always really respected Courtney, but I have like a very distinct memory because I think I have the video saved on my phone somewhere. I was like watching Courtney teach like a contemporary dance class. And like, I was like, you know, when we're younger and we're in dance classes and we feel the most connected to the teachers that meet us where we're at instead of the teachers that are like preaching at us comes off condescending sometimes and you're just like how am I supposed to learn from you you're setting me up to fail um this memory of Courtney teaching all of these young dancers um that she like had established connections with like through her own effort and time and patience and like I was just watching her teach these kids and I was like oh my god she's she's changing their lives like and and not because not because you were trying to not because you were trying to do something special but because you were so passionate about what you were doing and like I was my mom and I both were sitting there crying like my mom was like watching Courtney teach like I want to, I want, I want you to talk about artsy because you, you joined, you found out that you were joining Ailey, um, that you were going from Ailey to like Ailey proper. Um, you were going, you had to fly from our weekend in the Bahamas early to start rehearsals for Ailey. And like, I remember like one night we were like sitting on a porch, like we were like drinking rosé, I think. And like, I, I remember just being like, everything's clicking for her right now because like you, forge your own path there and like again like I feel like once you were able to find something that you were so happy with and so passionate about the rest of your life was kind of just like good it, like like that works and then of course then and then you started dancing for Ailey like amazing but I, I I want you to talk about artsy I want you to talk about how you and Asa started it together <laughs> I'm so ready because it's amazing I love this oh I always thank you for giving me a space to talk about it and it's funny what you said with those kids like I think people always thank me when I leave those workshops and the parents like thank you know thank you Corey thank you and I'm like I don't know why people keep thanking me like their kids are actually changing my life like they actually change me when I go back like yeah you 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 signed up like you brought them here and so it's always just it's so um it's overwhelming, but you know, it's, it's, it's funny when artsy came around because I had actually just finished a, I had a year, I think the year that we've all had where we're like, I'm really going to do this thing we call dance. Cause this is not what I signed up for. I signed yes. up to be a star and I signed <laughs> up to perform and travel the world. I did not sign up to be struggling in New York city and questioning if I'm going to get my rent. Like I had that year of just like, you know, this isn't, this, this isn't in the movies. This isn't what they told you was going to happen. Like you yeah. questioning everything. It's like, but I, I did all the things. Like I, I trained, I've been told, I think I have, I think I have talent, like, but it's, it's happening where I'm, I'm trying to find work and all of a sudden now life and that we have to make money doing this thing. And the fact that it's not a lot of money in this thing, you know, no <laughs> for the money, um we love it you know we're fortunate enough to be in companies that you know give us benefits but for the most part people aren't fortunate to 
been in Broadway companies or a company like Ailey and where those things are taken care of. Um, but Artsy actually came when I was almost ready to not be a performer anymore. I had been in Ailey too, and I was in that year. I went to Broadway auditions, contemporary concert dance companies. I just wasn't booking work. I'm making it very far in these auditions, you know, getting the, oh, we love you, but we don't have a spot for you. I'm tall. So I also think that you need to need me. I don't think I can hide anywhere, fortunately. Uh, <laughs> I can't just kind of get stuck on the side. You know, I'm, I'm long and lanky. And so you mm-hmm. need, need some, you know, me. Yeah. And um, so I wasn't finding work. And I just remember going home. We performed in Ailey 2 in Nassau. Um, and my grandmother, along with the artistic director of the National Dance Company down there. And one of his um, his assistants had fundraised to bring us to the Bahamas we performed there. And it just all clicked for me because we went, we did this performance daily too. And those students were looking at us like we were aliens. Like they'd never seen dancers on stage. And then they're looking at me like I was an alien, but I was like, y'all, but like my Grammy lives down the street. Like, oh my God, you don't like, there's a disconnect. Like you can't be, you, I can't be, not be who I am, but I can't be fortunate enough to be in a world where Broadway's down the street. I'm in the Ailey building, Juilliard's up the street, New York City Ballet's down the street. And y'all are sitting here just in awe of a, of a, like in awe of our performance. Like, oh my goodness, they don't, they don't, they don't see what I see. And it clicked because I could understand. I mean, at this point I've been in Ailey too for almost two years. So I'm used to the idea of performance and they were just flabbergasted and I was like they've never seen this oh my goodness and it just kind of clicked and um I remember that the new year's if that was October that new year's day I was in we were in the Bahamas for a family vacation and my big brother Asa he's a whiz in logistics and organization he's kind of worked his way up at his own company and is just been a powerhouse in my opinion in the events industry and planning and so he is the structure to my artist of a idea brain like i want to do this and he puts it on paper and honestly this would have never ever even seen i always say when people ask like how and where i said you need someone like an asa because honestly he's he took an idea and manifested it and molded it and gave mm-hmm. me some structure to what it was um so we, we launched this thing and it was, when I tell you, it was so kind of like, I said, I have this idea. I want to, I want dance. I want, I want to just have like classes. Like there's just, I have friends and they all want to come visit me anyway. And so we just put it on paper and I found out how to make a website with Wix and I made this little <laughs> word doc and I found out how to use PayPal and I figured it all out. And then all of a sudden, I actually talked to my grandma and she helped me like get some emails. To, I was like, I guess we have to ask people for money. So how do I write a, a like a proposal? How do I write a grant just on Google? Like I swear, I, I did. I know I did what I was doing. I didn't study right. business at all. I was just like, well, I guess this is what you do. And so I just started doing it. And then I'll never forget. <laughs> I had open registration because I was like, no one's going to see this anyway. And two kids signed up and I was like, this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do this. And that was five years ago. Um, And we are now in our fifth year and we've um, been fortunate enough to fly over 20 and fundraise to fly over 20 amazing faculty members, including um, Sam. And with Sam also, what she's saying with that story, which is also beautiful when we give our time to reflect, Sam was talking to our students. And I don't know if Sam could see, but her mom was in the corner and, and someone had asked Sam about her journey, something about auditions. And she just started telling her truth about her own career. And her mom, I just saw my mom hugging her because your mom actually had tears down her face. Mm-hmm. You talk about your own journey. So it's just, what I wanted to do is just create a space that, that brought what we did to these amazingly raw, talented students and just see what I could do. And um, it's been five years and it's just been a blessing. And we've been fortunate to reach, you know, over 300 plus students, a lot of different dance studios, fundraise, um, you know, over, you know, 50 grand over the past like couple of years to kind of just get this off the ground. And a lot of it's donated, a lot of it's time. Um, it's amazing. Just launched our fifth year, had classes, um, 
done after school programs, done some things, and just kind of done our part to create a, a, a dance community or support the dance community that's already there. There's a lot of wonderful teachers and just do our part to kind of bridge that gap between that uh, island and the, the US and the, the vast dance world abroad is what the website says. I actually wrote it, so I should. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my god, that's just well, it, was, it was amazing watching those kids learn Hamilton choreography. Um, these right. kids who like oh didn't really god. know what Hamilton was because it, there is a disconnect. And and yeah. you know, my favorite thing when it comes to good theater dancing in general, which is um, I think the best way to teach young children about theater dancing is like this is what the story's about okay like i want everyone mm -hmm. to take 15 seconds close your eyes is there anything in your life that relates to that and now you have to go dance it like that and i taught these kids yorktown and we were literally all standing there i mean like asa was standing there like like watching these kids just because they it was just such a different pathway for them to enter and like it was really 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 cool also the fact that like one of courtney's teachers from ailey was in the show that i made my broadway debut in holly and um no so like you know i roll up to jfk to get on a flight to the bahamas at like five o'clock in the morning and holly comes over and he's like she's like she's like sam peanut and i was like uh, she was like are you going to artsy and i was like I was like, this girl, Courtney, you are connecting all the people. <laughs> You're connecting all the people. This is amazing. You really um, are. And was... giving, and yeah, giving access. Like, I just think, I, I love how you talked about, like, we get so used to living in New York. You know, we've got Broadway theater after Broadway theater everywhere and, like, the most amazing recording studios in the world, like, down the street. And we've got Ailey and we've got Lincoln Center and we've got Carnegie Hall. And we just forget that, like, that's not the norm. Like, it's not the norm in so many places. And it clicked one time, like, for example, you know, with, I, you know, since we're talking with, you know, about Sam, it's like, you know, that's Sam, that's my girl from high school. Like, you know, not that, you know, she's Samantha Camino. But to me, that's also just, <laughs> that is just, that. that is my girl who I used to sit next to in class and I probably got in trouble or like miss something because that, you know, we grew up. And so, but then when you click, you're like, yeah. no, like she has an extensive, that's not just Sam, that's this. And I was like, that's also this friend and this friend. Wait, am I surrounded by some of the most talented people I've ever met? Oh no, y'all have to just come and just please share who you are with these people who, you know, with this community that needs it. And it started to click when I was just like, not just the access, but then I was fortunate enough, like my community is just, those aren't just my friends. Those are extremely talented, amazing artists who inspire me. And I hope they inspire me that way. Yeah. Then they're gonna inspire some really hungry, talented kids. And so that's what it was at first. I was like, no one's coming to visit me anymore for vacation. If we're coming for vacation, we're gonna teach too. And then we'll also go and enjoy, but we're also gonna go, go, go do something. Well, the, uh, that was also funny because I remember Courtney reached out to me. This was in 2018. So I had just finished a run of Head Over Heels in San Francisco. And I had like a month off before we went back to Broadway. And Courtney like reached out to me and she was like, hey, um, so I would really love it if you uh, would, would wanna come and teach at Artsy. Um, our budget's a little small, so I can't really afford to pay you like a lot of money, but I can fly you to the Bahamas. Um, and like, like you'll get yep. <laughs> and you'll get to hang out with my family. Like we'll put you up in a hotel room and like we'll like feed you and stuff. Like like I wouldn't be able to like pay you for teaching. And I was like, girl, first of all, I'm bored. I'm Literally and, I, and, I, and like, you know, my mom can fly for free. So I was like can my mom just come stay in the hotel room with me? Yeah. Like, like I like I'm asking permission. Like, can my mom come chaperone my field trip? And Courtney was like, Yeah. And I was like, Girl, I'll pay to come teach because I'll also like I never get to see Courtney. I never get to see Asa or Aaron. And like, I feel like high school. Like, we had such a fun specific high school experience. And I was like, I never get to see these people because I've been living in Chicago for the past however right. many years like and now I have this time I have I know that I have a month of time yeah girl sign me up I'll I'm be there <laughs> I'm ready yeah. and I remember like I showed up and like Asa had a pina colada on the bar for me and I was like <laughs> I was like it's like prom all over again let's go <laughs> 
and it's so, I still honestly, whenever someone says yes, they want to come, I still go like, are you sure? Like, you really want to come? They're like, Courtney. I'm like, I'm. I I still to this day I don't know how I got so blessed and so fortunate to have such. When I think of all of the ways that my life could have gone, that family could have gone, that this career could have gone, and sometimes when I think of this person agreeing to come down and, you know, be a part of this. And honestly, when, when Sam and a couple of my friends before, when they came, this was just this idea that I had. And so I, I, I sometimes it's, it, it never feels real. It still doesn't feel real. I still feel like there's so much more that I need to do and see and, and, and fine tune and make better. Um, but it, it's, it's one of those things where it feels surreal every single time. Yeah. I'm really curious about, you mentioned your modeling agency. I'm super curious about that world. I know nothing about that world. And I would love to hear like, what has that been like? Like to, to you know, step, it's, step it's into that. It's still new. It's still really new because I got signed during the pandemic, um, which is really- flex. fierce. Great. I don't know if that's a flex. I don't know because- <laughs> You know, I, I remember like I had to do all these videos and things in my house and I'm sitting there like, like just trying to look all it. I did it like 20 times until like the natural lighting was hitting me for this. So I don't know. I could have walked in in front of them. They could have been like, oh, no, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I think timing has a lot to do with it. But, um, you know, so I, I don't think I've really gotten a chance to experience the full um, like girth that that industry has because it's sure. Just, been different um but i thoroughly enjoy it you know i um i like to do a lot of different things and i actually have been fortunate enough to do a couple of gigs through ailey and i enjoyed oh, them cool. and they enjoyed me and not because i'm me but because i think dancers just have a we have a different sense of appreciation for like the world and finer things so i think we understand we, we were i think we're we're built to be canvases like and we understand the beauty of like a choreographer comes in and they're gonna mold your body into x y and z and this show is different the show is different and we understand that we are about the larger picture and so if this choreographer has this vision for this performance or this like all we do is take feedback and don't take it personally and fix it mold it and for us that's the norm i found in that industry they're like oh my gosh you're just so wonderful to work with. I'm like, yeah, y'all need to work with more dancers because all you did was tell me to turn my head to the right. And I did it, and, you know, like all you did was ask me to just shift. And, and, I'm, and I'm sitting here like, are you kidding? And everyone wow. is just beat, at least to me. And they're like, you're so nice to work with. And I was like, I literally just had breakfast and I'm in like a row. Like, wow. <laughs> you know, or that's just one day. But I just, I, I, I like, I like putting on a different hat. And I think, you know, the people I've gotten a chance to work with have just loved the, the the dancer work ethic energy and i'm pretty nice. sure also a lot of i found a lot of models have turned um a lot of dancers have turned into models as well and i hear that oh my gosh they're just so like that that dancer work ethic that dancer attention to detail and this is something i preach i think dancers are the most intelligent nuanced um detail oriented focused resilient creatures on this planet and i think if we as dancers start to bridge out of what else we can do with that attention to detail, with that bite of the world that we know how to take, I think we just take it over. Um, it's, it's honestly been one of the things that I have that like, no, I, I, I can do this, but do you know how much confidence it takes to literally put yourself in front of a room and get corrected every single day? Do you know how much resilience yeah. it takes to get a no about 20,000 times before you get one yes? Do you know how much uh mental awareness it takes to be dancing listening to music but get told a correction from the front of the room but not lose character but apply the correction while so that's not just by chance we are brilliant mm -hmm. so we have to take that sense of of genius that we have and when we start to realize that that can make me the most valuable person in a boardroom, the most valuable person in a courtroom, the most valuable person behind the stage, the most valuable person in front of the lens, behind the lens, writing codes. I think we could just take over the world. And so I'm just super big on trying my part at dabbling in as many things as I can. Yes. 
Well, and Courtney also like is very modest, but I'll never forget the first time I saw one of her spreads get dropped on Instagram. I literally was like, because like, yes, very, yes, attention to detail, like very beautiful. And like, like you just know how to hold yourself in a different way, but also the faces that were being served. Oh my God, I need to see. Can you send oh, them to me, Sam? Yes. Oh my gosh. I'll never forget. Like I like, she like shared it on her story and I was like, <laughs> I love nothing more than a friend popping off very casually. <laughs> like, that's my favorite thing. When... Funny. I did but... funny. That was like one of my like first shoots, right? And so I realized I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but you know what? You watched a lot of America's Next Top Models a kid. And Jay said this, and Tyra used to say this, and I've literally like reached Haley. I was like, you watched, you spent years and hours of your life watching every season of America's Next Top Model. So you know something about this, so try it. And I'm sitting there like, she said that distractions were couture, but then Archie was sexy. And I'm sitting here like literally channeling. And like, it's so, ooh. I'm just like, I just gotta see how this works. And I guess somehow something lands, but I'm just. <laughs> we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Exactly. So oh my God. I'm really just winging it. And I'm just, I, I feature an alien. His name is Freddie Moore, and he's known for this. And it's it's if uh, if you, oh gosh, now I'm blanking on it. I can't believe it. But either oh, make it happen or make it up. Yeah. Oh, I love I love that. Well, and also, I feel like sometimes the less you know, the freer you are. Like if you can just lean into that. Oh my God. I always oh, joke yeah. that like I think my best acting I did as like a freshman in high school when I was like. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, because because it's it's like it's coming from the most genuine you that exists there, which is also why yes. like dancers are great to shape shift into other into other things. Like we are we're the the best the most talented people are the ones who are best at shape shifting. Um, because I don't have to know everything in order to walk into the room and be like I'm just gonna figure it out. I'm just gonna do it here. This will be fine. I'll yes. I'll get it. Yes. You know, and, and it does take a certain kind of um, artist personality to be that person. And I like Mia is the same way. Like you are like Mia is the same way. Courtney is the same way, which is like we all have the confidence and, and artist base connection to like walk into a room and be like, I'm not really sure what uh, this is going to be, but like we'll figure it out. It'll be fine. <laughs> worst case scenario, like worst case scenario, I'll look back in a couple of years and be like, Ugh. but like for now, it's fine. Yes. Make your way to the top. Oh, yeah. Get crafty. Get crafty. <laughs> get scrappy. You know, it's like we, Courtney, we've been playing racquetball and, um, and we started a league, Courtney, if you ever want to come play. Yes, we started a league. It's very fun. And so your girl has played tennis her whole life, but I have not played racquetball my whole life, but I'm very competitive. And so the best like last week the best points that we played were when I like wasn't using correct technique like I was just getting scrappy and I was like I really want to win this point and so I would run and like kick my leg in the air like almost do a ponche and like you know try to get the ball right, right. Like, you know it didn't look pretty I had no idea what I was actually doing but that's when it paid off the most so we love being scrappy I think sometimes the best things, um, the best versions of anything in life come when you are not when I don't say when you're down, but like when things aren't light up and you just have to kind of rely on your own natural grit, then like that's when the good things happen. It's almost like when you have a performance, when you are exhausted, you're like, that was yes. fun. It's because you didn't have anything else to hide behind. All you had was what you could give and then you just got to you. Or when that thing in life happens when you're like it's this um it's uh it's this um the sermon that i love that I actually recently it wasn't a sermon it was a talk between td jakes and stephen furtick and it was this analogy of how god turns pressure into power and he uses the analogy of a grape right and so he talks about life and it talks about td jakes's new book crushing uh not a new book it's an older book but um he uses the analogy of a grape and so a grape grows on a vine and this grape is plump and it's beautiful and it's ripe and it's just like it's shining in all its glory but the grapes actually most like beautiful natural state is when it's in a bottle of wine 
but an only the only way that the grape can go from the grape to the wine is to get crushed and to get mm. like reduced to a pulp and life happens sometimes that way where these beautiful things come from when you go through those because the only way that you can get to that version is to go through a, a series a, a version of crushing and i think that comes in so many versions of our careers right like feeling like you're at it and then something happens, feeling like you're at the top and then there's a pandemic, feeling like you got this job and then you get injured or something happens and then you lose a family member or you have that, like there's there's so many versions of that repeating itself. And so sometimes like, I think the racquetball analogy is perfect because sometimes the best times in life or the best things happen, you just go with it and you just, you're either tired or you don't know what you're doing or you've gone through something and you just keep going and you just yes. kind of- pushing and that's just I think that's the only way things get done and I don't think that's what they tell you when you come out into the world I think that's one of those things that you just I think people could have told me but I just wouldn't have <laughs> I, I would have appreciated that nice <laughs> also, just like, also just like caring about the product less which is something that I'm learning and like kind of in like reprioritizing how I'm gonna return to work it's like you know mm. I have never played a sport a day in my life because I sacrificed any hope of having those times uh, to be the best performer I can be. I never had time to go play any sports. Um, And so when I play racquetball, I mean, technique is not even a thought in my mind because (laughs) I'm just trying to hit the ball. And I remember like my boyfriend is a really good racquetball teacher. He's very patient and really sweet. He's a CrossFit coach. So he's like all about like motivating people. He's like, it doesn't matter. You're doing amazing. Just like do your best and have fun. And as someone who is always worried about what the product looks like, cause I'm used to being in a rehearsal room and like not letting the people that are sitting in front of me down, um, learning to just have fun with it and knowing that actually that's when I'm going to do the best in anything is something that I'm really working on and trying to remember when I go back to work. Like, and I remember, like, it's funny. Cause like, I mean, Mia's actually incredible at racquetball. I am trash at racquetball, but I can only hit the balls when I'm having a good time. The second I start getting yes. stressed out, I'm like, and there was one, there was one moment Mia was playing our friend Bobby, who was like really good. And Alex like pulled me over to the side and like grabbed her head and was like, get out of your head. Just have fun. You're better than him. And Mia went back and started kicking his ass because like sometimes you just need that. You need to remove yourself. Uh, you know, like we're not math equations. I remember my voice teacher um, in high school. I was having like a particularly rough go because uh, BSA was hard and uh, had a particularly rough go one time and I like couldn't. I was struggling with some like aria. Like I just like couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. And I'm, I'm a Virgo. Like I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm gonna get it right. It's going to be perfect. And my voice teacher was like, you're not a robot. Okay. So you have to release yourself from the notion that you have to be perfect at all time. And even robots and computers break down. So we all just need to go back to square one, take a deep breath, let it out and just go from there. Like you know, separating the product from the journey and allowing yourself to walk into a room and be like, this isn't going to be perfect. My best auditions have been the most grimy, I don't know, moments, you know, that's when I always give the best audition because I'm not trying to be anything. I'm not trying to be perfect because we're never going to be perfect. Yeah. That's not my job. Yeah. I think that's what's been the hardest for me about all this time at home and like how everything's via tape and like, you know, nothing's really live because there's something so freeing about performing live and, um, and, and not having to worry about having to watch it back 50 times and be like, I could do it a little bit better. Like I, I could hit that note a little bit better. I mean, it's just like, it's enough to drive you crazy. I've, I've gotten to a point where anything I put on the internet, if I like 80% of it, fucking great. Put it out there. Literally get out of my drafts. Drafts are where I go to die. And so, yeah. yeah. Well, it's also like, you know, like I'll be like watching a self-tape back. And Courtney, I'm sure like when you were like submitting this modeling stuff, I'm sure I I was like, oh, wait, I never noticed that my left chin nipple 
did that <laughs> when I said my last name. Like when I say Polino, I look so weird. <laughs> that thing, I think what we're talking about is so true because yes, I missed that live performance where I was like, oh, I felt, <laughs> oops, like that wasn't it. <laughs> I'll try again tomorrow. But I think what yeah. we're getting is a glimpse into what this Gen Z world goes through because my goodness, I think just one year of being forced into a digital era has just made me question so many things about myself, about my confidence, about what I can do. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is what this generation has to fight all the time because we, I think are this bridge where yes, we, I mean, you know, we had cell phones and we are there, but I think we still, we still, when we were in high school getting cultivated, like we were in, we weren't so readily, there was no TikTok, there was no Instagram, there was, you know, so we didn't have that picture of what the girl who can do everything that I can't, they're literally seeing what they wish they could do in front of them. And so I, I, I think of like this generation and what they have to fight against, because even just as you're saying, the thought of setting something in and has to be perfect. I'm like, is this how y'all feel every time you make these TikToks? Like, are you are you recording these things hundreds of times? I mean, I know we try our best, but like at the end of the day, you know, we could really care. It's like, yeah. but I think they're in kind of this dysmorphia of this world where that, you know, and so it's hard. I think it's hard being a young person in this, in, now in this, yeah. do dance in this, uh, in this age and in this, you know, these past couple of years, but is also trying to trying to figure it out because it's just so just you're looking at yourself so much and the All beauty the is when you don't look at yourself and you just like I don't know what I look like but that felt like the best performance of my life and someone was like you look crazy I'm like well I don't care because I felt great <laughs> you know what I mean like there's that there's yes. that I saw a tweet the other day that was like that was like okay Who's going to tell Gen Z that we used to go out and then post every picture from the night in a MySpace album? Oh, like the no filter. Card. Yeah, literally, literally no filter, no nothing. It would be like, like, like every single picture instead of like picking the best one for an Instagram or taking a recap video for your TikTok. Cause literally we would, I mean, there are some pictures of Courtney and I in biology on yep. Facebook that like they probably we could have probably held off on the upload button but I'm also happy <laughs> that they're on my Facebook but also like yeah. damn if it was 2020 uh-uh it would have stayed in the drafts baby it would have stayed there stayed, it would have stayed in the oh my god you remember like after dances oh my god <gasps> oh wait shoot it's kind of glary oh my god that's oh, the oh there we go there we go there we go Sam wait y'all <laughs> Michael Jackson <laughs> not MJ and Tinkerbell oh honey because well and also like I remember like Halloween at BSA was lit because you would if you got in early they would let you stay in the lobby and then you couldn't go up to home room until a certain time and so mm -hmm. we'd all show up a little early you know because we had our costumes on and I remember being like I look fly as hell wearing last year's prom dress as Tinkerbell <laughs> with wings on like like I was like fluttering my way through homeroom like so that Scott could take pictures of me I was like she said I'm gonna recycle I definitely looking at the the space and I said hey boo dot 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 what's up actually <laughs> on your timeline so. <laughs> so it was a time it was a time it was a great time it was a great it was time. we lived our lives yes <laughs> no it's just it's it's one of those things where like when you get to step back and you just think about like you as a kid and, and sometimes like I know I need the reminder I know you like we dreamt of this world like we dreamt of this life like this was a yeah. thing you know where like we thought we want to dance all of a sudden like you wake up and you're like I I'm dance. this I'm is what I need next time that's work and that's that's the beauty of it and that's why we love like you know we we just you get to do what you love and I, I freak not that I forget but when I think of you know art I think of how art carried us through this entire time and I think of like how how special it is it's just like this is just the best the best thing in the world and you know it's it's a relationship some days you just can't stand it some days you just can't love it you know it's, it's hard but you always come back to it because it's just what so we need it's like what brought us what put us all in the same room you know what i mean and we all come from such different worlds and different backgrounds and different stories but like somehow we are all in this virtual zoom 
thing talking <laughs> you know and it's special and that's because of that's because of what we do I think that's like a great place to wrap up is is like you know I think something that I've been grappling with for a long time which I think Courtney can probably attest to and I think Mia we, you and I have discussed at length is that like there comes a time in our lives which is probably where we all are right now where like I don't love what I do any less but I love it and it's also my job so I have to be thankful for what it brings me and what I get from it but it's also my job and so there are days where I don't want to dance there are days that I don't want to perform and it doesn't mean that I have to walk away it doesn't mean that I can't be thankful it just means that like we are constantly able to be chameleons chameleons and like shape shift and allow ourselves to be thankful for the people it brings you know like and 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 the gifts that it gives us and and understand that it is a job and we just have to allow like be patient with ourselves and allow us to be there and be present and let things come as they may 100 hell yeah preach oh courtney this was awesome courtney you're the best amazing no thank you for having me i love that you've all started this i also love your um graphic art for this the logo it's so good so shout out to whoever did that because that popped up i was like this is good he's a friend garrett he needs to draw you yes oh my god i would love that he does that that was he did that i was like this is so good um but no i just i think like i thank you for sharing your platform i love this like i think there just needs to be more spaces that allow that, that, that were created by badass women to just share and talk and I love it and I just thank y'all for having me and we're gonna get out of the zoom room soon because I think things are on the up and up so we Perfect. should all we need we'll to all go to like a wine bar and get some get some wine yes that sounds like perfect that sounds, oh, that sounds perfect. amazing well now we have a group text so yeah. <laughs> Courtney you rock thank you so much thank for coming you, on and that's a wrap on Rooftalk episode eight Yes, girly. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Uh.